What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Smoking Section. I'm your host, KJ, and on today's episode, I'm joined by KC of KC Genetics. He's here to tell us more about some of the cultivars he's been working on and discuss some of his new strains being ran by the Autoflower Review team. Uh, what's going on, KC? How you doing today, man? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me on, KJ. Looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, I... Uh, I was just talking to you a little bit before, uh, beforehand. I uh, just harvested up some of your Plaza lights, so uh, perfect time to have you on the show. Yeah, and speaking of the Plaza lights, man, I'm I'm token on it right now. It uh, it's one of my definite favorites, just to relax and wind down and enjoy yourself after a long day. That's it, man. The terpene profile on that thing is insane, or at least the the pheno that I got. It's just. The best. Uh, Are you getting a pineapple coming through on it? Yes, I was just about to say the best nose I can describe is like a pineapple, uh, maraschino cherry, maybe a little like sugary, like a sweeter note. Um, a little bit, you know, after you touch a, a growing plant and the, those terpenes start to evaporate from your fingers a bit and the, the smell kind of starts to change a bit. After the change, um, it kind of goes to like this fruit cocktail with lighter fluid. Not quite gas, more more of like an astringent type of lighter fluid. Nice. Amazing. Nice. I hadn't heard that one yet. It's really amazing. No, it's, it's got a really complex kind of profile to it. Um, on that one, we were really just looking to isolate that pineapple. When we ran that um, runs from Ethos, the, the pineapple was just a standout. Um, I mean, it was one of the strongest pineapple phenos I've ever had in auto flower. Um, yeah. So we knew that that was the goal. So we were able to isolate that, brought in with the kiwi slush. Kiwi slush is a nice plant that we like pairing stuff with. A lot of times it takes kind of a backseat to the turp profile. It adds just like a little bit of a sweet kind of blueberry to it. And uh, what it does add, though, is it adds just a tremendous bulk and size to the plant. And then it gives it um, some different like colorings and um, just over the top frost factor. That's that's amazing. Well, man, this uh, that particular cross kind of kind of hit for me because, uh, you know, I know when Ethos came out with that, the pineapple runts. And uh, I'm a big Ethos fan. I love the Planet of the Grapes. That was one of my other top favorites there. And, yes, uh, love Ethos, man. Yeah, it came out with those the pineapple runts. And I think the the whole thing behind it was it was like, uh, you know, this this one's cup worthy. You could probably win a, a cup with this this cut, you know. And uh, yeah, when uh, I saw Colin say that, man, I thought, you know what, I'm I'm all in on it. Let's see what this can do. And yeah, um, we grabbed several to... packs. We ran. Go ahead. Oh, uh, oh, I tried to get my hands on a couple packs. By the time I got around to it, they were pretty much sold out everywhere, so I never got one. But uh, I ended up running some pineapple muffin from Humble, which is great, but it's not comparable at all. Yeah, Colin nailed it on that, man. We uh, we grabbed a handful of packs, and we ran a full pack just to uh, kind of see what it was all about and see what we were looking for. Um, and then, man, once once we got that through, um, you know, 75% of them were just just awesome. And so then, man, we re-ran it, knew exactly what we were looking for, um, narrowed it down, ended up just finding one reversal that we kept. Um, on all of our crosses, we're just going to have a single reversal and then a single uh, mother that accepts that pollen. 
We don't do mass pollinations. We don't do more than even one plant. What we found out is if you take pollen from a reverse plant and you apply it to two different plants, even if they're almost identical, phenos, smell, uh, looks, structure, everything, which you would never have that. But even if they're almost identical, the offspring from those two different female mothers is going to be noticeably different. And so that's when you get into putting those packs together and you're putting in seeds from different mothers, same, same pollen, but different mothers. So when people get those packs, they're getting, wow, this plant's awesome. Well, this one was okay, you know? And so our feeling is that a lot of that variance that comes in those is just from breeders using multiple female stock when they do that pollen. Um, and so what we actually do every now and then we'll run into, um, females where we get it down to just the two females that we want to pollinate and we can't decide. And so what we'll even do is pollinate both of them. We'll completely isolate the plants till maturity. None of the seeds are mixed. And then we'll release our favorite after maturity. And then we have like a backstock of these other ones that, um, are just kind of there for fun for later, you know? Uh, right. Yeah, that's that's but, a that's a very intricate process. You guys got got kind of nailed down. I was kind of sort of explaining that to. Um, I've got a couple of medical patients here nearby me that I, I've been helping out with uh, getting their grow started and learning how to grow their own. And uh, one they they popped four, you know, right off the bat in a little four by four to try to learn. One of them uh, ended up kind of being a little more of a, a runt of a plant, which you know it's fine. It's growing. It's it's healthy. It's just smaller. And I was yeah. trying to kind of explain that to him, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, all the rest are the same and that one's a runt, but the easiest way to understand it is, is think of it in human terms. I know we're talking plants, but if you think of it in human terms. Grow Pro Solutions is a leading lighting manufacturer based in California, offering a range of quality cultivation equipment for the commercial grower all the way down to the home gardener. With their vertical and static grow systems, along with their HM series lighting, allows you to harness the power of the sun in your grow room or tent. Visit GoPro Solutions at WeGrowPros.com. Uh, you have one female that gives birth to thousands of offspring. A couple of those are going to have issues. You know, a couple of them are going to have some kind of a stunting, some kind of a, a runt type of a situation not all of them are going to pop out the same so it, then whenever you add in something like you were talking about where you get the the mother's sister to also reproduce with the same male no, nothing's going to look the same you know even if those, no. those two females are twins Th that's it yeah because it's just going to be completely different genetically and i mean you're right on comparing it to humans or any other species it's the exact same Whenever you breed like that, if it's not the same two sources, you're always going to get a different outcome. Yep. So, well, today I've got some of my uh, some of my gummy bears. I grew this. Uh, this was from Atlas. I grew it in DWC. Okay. Pressed some of it here recently, and uh, first time I've ever had it come out cake batter like. Usually, I mean, everyone knows what rosin looks like. It's like this creamy oil. It just drips down. This come out like a just a smooth cake batter, and man, the terps are definitely there. Yes, I love it when it's that kind of light yellowish color, creamy, and it it butters up real nice. Um, 
when you press, what do you typically uh, press at, like temperature time-wise? Uh, generally, I'm at about 185, and I'll press for 60 to 120 seconds, one to two minutes. Um, but I, I do okay. it slowly. I, I use a nug masher, uh, nug masher, nug smasher. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I set to one, yeah, set to 185. Um, I, I pack uh, the little bags bottle tech style. Uh, I tuck in the corners at the bottom, stick it in there. And I uh, slowly apply pressure trying to, you know, uh, it, it's a lot of guesswork. So I'm just guessing at uh, how well the heat is transferring through the whole baggie. And then there at the end, you know, as soon as I start seeing rosin come out, that's when I start my timer. Um, anywhere between 60 and 120 seconds, I'll I'll find a stopping point whenever I feel confident that I've got most of all the goodies out of it. Yeah. Yep. I find that same thing, man. I'll uh, press all my stuff, same temperature, same process, everything. And some will come out darker. Some will come out lighter. Sometimes it'll be a little bit runnier. Sometimes it'll be thicker. Um, and through just research and stuff, a lot of it is like the size of the trichome heads, um, and a lot of the different like plant characteristics that are actually going to change that outcome for you. For Uh, sure. For sure. I forget who I was talking to, um, on the previous episode, but, uh, we were talking about pressing CBD plants. Have you ever pressed one of those? Like, uh, no, I haven't. Uh, Only done THC, but that is interesting. What'd they say about that? So the last one I did uh, was from Sweet Seeds. It was their pure red uh, autoflower. <clears throat> Fantastic stuff. But uh, what I found is that the CBD cultivars that are, are purely CBD, no THC, when you press them, they come out clear. Your rosin comes out um, transparent. Huh, and that's interesting. It, it's something like the THC with the plant fat because, you know, THC binds to plant fats. But I thought all cannabinoids did. I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, right? But something with the THC makes it that golden cloudy color. And then CBD will come out completely transparent and beautiful. Huh, that's interesting, man. I actually have a uh, CBD one that finished up. Um, the wife enjoys CBD. And so this is a 20 to 1. Um, it's a version of Charlotte's angel, but it's the auto version. I think it was Dutch passion. I think so it is. Um, it's decent. It's a lemony kind of flavor and, uh, it's a decent producer. Um, I've done some just kind of experimenting and crossed some THC lines into it to see, um, about like one-to-ones and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I've never pressed it. I'm going to have to do that and check that out. That's interesting. Always up for some science experiments. Absolutely. Well, I mean, CBD also works really well. I'm a, I'm a medical patient myself. I deal with some uh, arthritic problems and CBD has been a absolute lifesaver. Don't get me wrong. THC is absolutely necessary, especially when you're dealing with any kind of a pain. But uh, CBD, it seems, has uh, really helped target the actual uh like area of of issue i guess is the easiest way to say it instead of just getting you stoned and helping you deal with the pain cbd seems to actually help we're big around here on like the entourage uh i mean i definitely cbd with the thc i'm a big one-to-one like can of cheese uh vitamins yeah um really enjoy those i think there is something to that just adding that um more deeper complex kind of cannabinoids to it 
Yeah, one I've been experimenting with uh, here lately is CBG. That one's really helped me out. Um, I think another one here in the Washington market that's getting kind of more traction is CBN also. Okay, I've heard of the CBG. Um, are you getting that in any flower stuff, or is that just kind of with gummies? Uh, so, <clears throat> well, I, I do. I buy the edibles of it uh, sometimes, but I did grow one this this season uh, outdoor in my greenhouse. It was actually a new release from Seedsman, uh, one of those, uh, you know, they're, I think they're Spain okay. or UK or something. Um, yeah, yeah they, they've been working on a CBG auto flower, and I, yeah, I grew it out. I mean, it's, uh, it smells like hemp. If anybody's just growing like a basic hemp plant, not really any gas, nothing special, just kind of a old school, just weed smell to it. But I mean, I've been trying it and it seems to kind of help, I guess. So I don't know. I'm going to have to grow some more, maybe press it and really kind of jump into it. But I wanted to see how it was going to grow. Grew great. Seems to work great. Nice. See, something like that interests me in, in pressing it and then mixing that rosin with like some THC or different CBD rosins and coming up with just like a melting pot of just like a perfect elixir. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since you do rosin, man, have you uh, figured out any good way to get the rosin into like some edibles? So uh, we do rosin gummies around here. Um Okay. And those those turn out pretty well. They don't have much um, stability outside, like the refrigerator. You know, hot day or whatever, you're not going to carry them around in your pocket. Um, but yeah, they they hit a lot harder. Um, if we didn't use like rosin in the gummies, we would use just like um, keef off like the trim tray. Okay. And uh, the rosin, for whatever reason, um, I don't know if it's like the decarbed, you know, first or something, but it uh it makes for really strong gummies. Um, also experimenting with doing some cartridges, you know, if you get the right plant that produces the right rosin, you can heat it slowly at a low temperature, um, 18 hours, give or take sealed in like a Mason jar. And what'll happen, it'll, uh, have a reaction that happens with it. It'll start to kind of bubble. Once the bubbles are gone, you can take that and you can load cartridges and, uh, we've actually had success with just like homemade rosin cartridges. There's nothing better than pulling your own card out and just taking a nice rip and, you know, feeling the flavors and then knowing that everything that went in there is just purely organically grown and um, no additives. Yeah. I mean, I've, I don't, <laughs> I actually haven't ever thought about that. I've, I've of course wanted to try my own and in, in some vape fins, but uh yeah, I've never gotten that far. So I have a, I've got this little aluminum capsule that holds a silicone capsule on the inside. I can put my, like, you know, a couple grams of rosin inside of that, and I can put it back in my press, set it to a certain temperature, and uh, decarb it in that capsule. Um, so I'm wondering if, uh, if I could do that same thing like you were talking about, just instead of a mason jar, just like slow cook it in that little capsule and then stick it in a in a cartridge trick with the mason jar you want to make sure it's fully sealed with like a gasket because when it heats up you will have terpenes that release mm -hmm. but once it cools down from my understanding they settle back into it you know from a science perspective it's hard to understand like once it separates to me you know once you open the jar it's just going to become airborne because it already separated but um 
there's science behind it that when it cools off and it stays sealed like that, it'll uh, reconstitute itself. And so then once it cools off completely, then you can open the jar. Um, so if, if your capsule was completely sealed, you could decarb it that way. Um, but you just wouldn't, wouldn't want any air to let any of the terps out or you lose some of your flavor. Yeah. Well, you pinch the, you pinch the capsule in between the, the two heating plates, you know, with the jack. So I don't think it would, I mean, it's, it's fairly sealed. So I don't know, maybe I'll give it a shot. I'll have to uh, to try that out. Yeah. I've also seen people have been using like these new cartridges to make their own too. There's like this uh, wide mouth ceramic burner or something on the inside. It's supposed to work better for rosin because rosin's generally thicker than, uh, you know, like uh, your commercial grade oils. Yes, it's O2 uh, O2 Vapes is the name of the company, and they uh, they do they make a special um, chamber that uh, is easy to fill. It's got a wide mouth on it. And then uh, the filter that it feeds through at the bottom is made differently too, so it can handle something with a little bit more viscosity to it, like a homemade rosin. Uh, What's up, this is Gordy with Cutting Edge Solutions here to tell you about our premium fertilizer products. We make everything dye-free, hormone-free, PGR-free, and sodium chloride-free. Check out our cannabis-specific fertilizers and additives for your next grow www.cuttingedgesolutions.com and you can find us on Instagram at Cutting Edge Solutions. Anyway, so yeah, O2 Vape is the company, uh, just O2Vape.com. Uh, but yeah, I can't, can't speak enough about their glass, like fillable cartridges. They, uh, they work awesome for rosin. That's really cool. It really is dependent on the plant though. Like we were talking about earlier when you press, sometimes it's butter, sometimes it's dark. And so when you're going for the cartridge stuff, you're looking for the stuff that's a little more oily. It's a little bit more sticky and runny and not something you would really want to dab because it's just kind of messy. Uh, that's the cartridge rosin that, that works excellent that we've found in our experience. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to do some experiment, man. I'm going to have to go check them out and see about getting one of those cartridges to try out. That'd be cool. Well, yeah, no, very cool. So, uh, going back, uh, circling back here, um, we had, uh, we had a couple of team members talk to me a little bit about, uh, some more of your cultivars and, uh, thought maybe you could tell us some about the cross with the bruised banner. Okay. Yeah. So bruised banner, um, came about, we ran Bruce banner three from night owl, which most everybody in the auto flower world is familiar with just amazing plant. Um, one of our favorites we've, we've ever had. And so we knew that we wanted to bring it back. Um, so what we did is collect up several packs of it. Uh, we re-ran it. We ended up, uh, choosing a reversal candidate. And so we reversed it and pulled pollen off that. And out of the rest of the plants, uh, there was just another one that like really stood out. It had nice size to it, structure, um, just everything was going for it checked all the boxes so we had uh kiwi slush uh pollen from our f1 generation and so we just knew that we wanted to go ahead and pull that out and made it with it so we pulled that out we mated it to to that bruce banner um the reason we came about with the bruce banner is most of those plants that grow out are going to give you just lime greens 
dark purples. You're going to see the orange hairs coming through. It actually kind of resembles like a bruising in color. Um, just a real nice, nice show. Nice. I know I'm, I'm stoked for that one. We've got a couple of team members that were, they were talking about that. I think uh, before you even sent it in, um, that one. And then another one that I'm personally uh, ready for was the uh, Runtsberry blues. So I'm a yes. big Runts fan, big Runts fan. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a really cool one. Um, that one kind of flies under the radar. Um, doesn't get as much attention. Um, Another excellent plant, um, grows very well. All of our plants that, that we choose, we, we top everything. So everything is topped, everything is trained. Uh, we want to know that it can handle um, whatever you're going to give it before we select it. Uh, so that runs, man, that topped and pulled apart will just grow into a giant bush of large, like, golf ball and bigger nugs. And they're just a dense, frosted, uh, juicy guys you know and it, both those are from rock uh rock bud can't say enough about um his ski his seeds his skills really really good plants to start with um and that's what gave us gave us that yeah i think i think rock bud uh, is one of the breeders that's partnered with us uh earlier on actually and we've we've grown some of his stuff i believe or mike did at least that uh Smacks that went into that Rumpberry Blues um, had almost like a blackish color to it. I mean, just extremely dark, dark coloring on it, uh, glistening frost, contrasting like yellows on the leaves with the dark purples and blacks. Um, and then just an appetizing like cake, mouth coating kind of flavor to it. Um, so, yeah, really ex exciting um, cross there. We've grown several of them in house. It it is a, it's a yummy strain, man. Yeah, man. I'm I can't wait to to try them out, man. The just the Plaza lights alone that I've grown out is enough to convince me on the rest of your line. To be honest, I mean, you know, if, if you talk to any home grower, really any grower, you know, and you ask them, you know, what what's your favorite? Well, nobody can ever narrow it down to oh, my favorite is this one. Maybe a couple of us can, but for the most part, we're like, well, you know, uh, if it's cheese, I like this one. Uh, you know, if, if you're talking gas, I like this one. You know, this Plaza Lights takes the cake for my fruit category. This thing smells so much like just pineapples and cherries and like just this, this fruit cocktail thing going on. And it's it's different. And I think that's what really, really catches catches it with me now i seen there was another guy uh here in the community I'm, I'm not too familiar with him but i guess he uh he just grew out of plaza lights as well and had a good experience yeah we've got several testers that are finishing them now and uh loving them i mean everybody everybody's having a really good uh pineapple finos coming through it's definitely like the predominant say like 80 percent I was, um, was going to say, yeah, he was he was talking a little bit about the pineapple pheno really coming through. And, you know, one thing I've kind of noticed is a lot of times, well, at least with the other pineapple cultivars I've tried, that pineapple terpene is kind of volatile. It's, it's, it's almost like the tangy terpene that, you know, in certain higher temperatures, it uh, it evaporates really quickly. Whereas this one yeah. has been, it's been on point all the way through. 
it, it goes from just like a sweet pineapple to like a, almost like an overripe um, pineapple. And then, yeah, just like faint, like gas notes or like you said, lighter fluid. It's got a weird just kind of like uh, complexness to it. But um, no, no, the pineapple, I mean, it, yeah, I, I couldn't be happier. I mean, it, it makes me ecstatic hearing you say that. Cause yeah, that, that's exactly what we're going for. Just like knock you down um, over the top pineapple terps with like sweet, just a little sweetness mixed in. Um, but yeah, just really wanted that pineapple to shine. Cause again, I can't say enough about Colin and ethos. I, I'm a big fan too. I've always, uh, held his auto flowers up there in high regards with, with the other manufacturers. Um, I think sometimes he doesn't get enough, uh, not doesn't get enough, but sometimes he just doesn't get any publicity, um, for the quality of some of the stuff that comes out. True. Well, I've but, definitely, um, uh, I think we've tried to get him on the show several times and he's uh, a bit elusive with it, but you know, I'm, yeah, I'm waiting, waiting for the day when he wants calm. to hop on. So, <laughs> uh yeah no the other thing with the pineapple lights or the plasma lights also um we just ran one through testing and it was hitting it hit 26 percent um so it's it's a strong Ooh. strong cultivar yeah um we like that man we like that any mid-20s i think is a good sweet spot you can have a, a super strong um flower but then you're still getting your full like terpene profile i think some of the thc chasing is just losing some of the actual flavors you know yeah. Uh, yeah. past a certain point it, it doesn't need to be stronger man i mean the entourage effect again to kind of go back into it you know the the flavors and the aromas is part of the overall feeling in, in my opinion i mean it's like with aromatherapy you know you, you put on a different smell if you want to feel a different way well, same thing with the flower, man. If I want to feel a certain way, I might actually look to the flavor as opposed to what it says on the black and white printout of it. You know, I, I don't want to just go for a 90% indica because I want to relax. I want maybe like a, a creamy cakey kind of thing to like really settle me down. Um, yeah, I mean, anyway, so I, I do. A few years back, that was kind of how we how how you did it. You know, if uh, if you needed something for during the day, usually you were you were trying to find something more citrusy, you know, and then something for nighttime, maybe more of uh, of that lavender terp or cakey, like you said, or something sweet, usually to help you with sleep. Yeah, I really enjoy a good like cheese before bed too. Oh yeah, we've got too. a new one that. uh We'll be bringing out here probably around Christmas, but um, the cheese terp on it is just insane. I mean, overpowering, like sweet, funky cheese. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, but yeah, well, as we get closer to that, we'll start putting more testers out and um, kind of info on it. Right on. I love a good European cheese. Like they're real big into cheese over in Europe. They've they've got it down, man. Over in Amsterdam, they've they figured out the the cheese game, and uh, I mean cheese is one of my favorites. Uh, I grew some hijack from uh, AutoSeeds.com, and uh, that one it, it was supposed to be Jack Carrere and AK forty seven, might have been, but what I could definitely taste in there was some cheese, and it was it was delicious. I mean, I absolutely love it. I'd grow it again for that specific reason. 
Uh, and yes. when I first got to the Pacific Northwest, man, when I first got off the plane, when I just came to visit, I stopped at a dispensary uh, in Portland. And uh, I stopped there because it said $50 ounces. And I was like, what? Mind blown, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I oh, go yeah. in. That was the first strain I smelled when I was uh, when I got up here was uh, Cheesehead. And when I'm when I say, yeah. man, he opened that jar and it was like just fresh, like block of Italian cheese in this jar. It really was. And it, it, it really took just me, took me down. Instantly in love. Yeah. yeah took me down that, that path of uh, chasing the cheese. <laughs> so I'll dive into this a little bit more. Uh, what we started doing was running uh, Ghost Tooth. Um, also like a favorite strain, just really really like it but uh we were running ghost tooth to kind of sort through some of those and we had an outlier pop-up that had like just solid cheese i mean from day one stem rub everything through veg it just smelled like just funky foot cheese sweet cheese i mean all kinds of different cheeses but just cheese and it, it stood out nothing else in the tent smelled anything like it um it, it almost makes you question like was there a different seed that got mixed up somehow but it came in a ghost tooth pack. It was a a pre-2020 pack. So it's like a 2018 or 19 pack. So it's an older ghost tooth. Uh... Take your grow to a new level with new level hydroponics, state-of-the-art hydroponic systems. The Autoflower Review uses New Levels Deluxe DWC system that features a Venturi pump which allows water changes into a nearby sink. New Level Systems comes with everything you need to get going hydroponically with your budget in mind. We thank New Level for sponsoring our featured photo tent and allowing us to show you how superior they really are. Check out their systems at www.newlevelhydro.com. Goes to seed, but yeah, man, it, it was just like a knockout cheese. And so we isolated it and I mean, we just knew like, we're going to use this later. This is, this has to have something in the line later. And uh, anyway, we ended up pairing it up and um, we've ran the first run of them and about 60 or 70% are coming through with that heavy, just cheese that we were dreaming about. Um, giving it out to just some different testers around, you know, one of the guys is like, man, this seriously takes me back to like late nineties, uh, just old school California cheese weed. And, uh, anyway, so I, I think, uh, I think we hit it, man. I think we've got, got a really good one, but we're going to run it a little bit more and just make sure, uh, we're comfortable with it, letting it go. And then, yeah, we're looking to, um, drop that with a few other new ones in December. Well, I'll give you this, man. Uh, this is something I, I, t I tell a few of my uh, reader friends. If you guys ever are looking for new inspiration, um, my one of my all-time favorite strains. Again, I don't have a favorite. I have a list, but um, this one would be store-bought. And I got a eighth of this out of Astoria, Oregon from a dispo down there. And the guy was like, man, this is like the smell of Oregon or whatever. I fell in love with it. It's called... Uh, mount hood magic durbin and apparently it was developed at oregon university but the cuts are out there at several farms if we could somehow get that and transition that into an auto auto flower man amazing that would be amazing yes especially That's for any of the durbin lovers out there man this stuff is this, this is great i saved the dispensary bag because i liked the smell so much <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot 
Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's kind of our, our end game. You know, it's just, it's bringing a really unique over the top, like just in your face terps um, with good sized plants that are frosty and have good bud structure, but isolating those unique terps and really trying to bring out those true, like unique flavors uh, is what we're after. Heck yeah, and I think as uh, more and more states start to legalize and then, you know, eventually nationally, we go to legal and money gets set aside for more testing and more science into it. They're going to find out that these different terpenes and stuff do have effects on us, our, our cannabinoid system, our endocrine system. And they are as beneficial as some of these CBD numbers, CBN, CBG numbers, you know, and when you can combine those with the right CBG, CBN, THC, you can create the exact effect or feeling that you're looking for. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can, you can affect human feel and sensory, you know, through, well, any of your senses, right? I mean, if you see a picture of a big juicy cheeseburger on a billboard, that can make you hungry, right? I mean, I'm sure if you yeah. smelled one, makes you hungry right so you have terpenes of course they always play a role and like you said earlier i i also believe that the, the chase in those trying trying to get to the 35 percent thc is the wrong way to go i think developing new terpenes is the correct way to go yes sir so and i'm i mean you got to have some thc for the for the medical benefits you, you know these these new cannabinoids same thing but terpenes are definitely a big part of it they are definitely a, a medicinal part of it as well yes well well that's cool man so you got a cheese coming soon um anything else you want to let the let the listeners know about that may be uh coming soon something to look forward to um so i will tell you guys we do have some um more crosses coming through that bruise banner vein um bruce banner f3 will be coming out in december uh those are looking phenomenal um what we were able to do with the bruce banner some of the f1s that we were sending out um were leaning into like um the cdlc the mef um in that cross um that uh kiwi slush cross it's um got cdlc mixed in with sour stomper and that's what makes the kimmy kiwi which mixed with the blueberry slushy to make that cross anyway so as that came through um down the line some of the f1s and the bruised banner were doing like cabbage growth they'd start out in the beginning and they're really uh tight node structures the leaves are just wrapping over on top of each other it's a kind of a pain in the butt you got to really work to to spread them out, get light in there, stuff like that. And it wasn't that common, but it did show up on maybe like 20 to 30% of the plants. So into the F2 generation, we were able to kind of breed that out. And now we're seeing in the F3 generation, you know, fingers crossed, we haven't seen one of those um, in any of the F3s that have ran so far. So we're thinking that's gonna be maybe like a rarity that pops up here or there, but not something that anybody would ever uh, commonly encounter and so bruce banner f3s come in december they are um they're killer man i mean they're they're just big they're big uh they're frosty they're dense 
and they're loaded with just like sweet uh, blueberry, strawberry creams. Um, yeah, it, I, it's one of my favorites. Uh, I, I just absolutely love it because um, it's just the, the leaves and everything on it. I mean, they're almost like velvety. They're just like thick and heavy and furry and um, it, it's a cool plant. So, you know, along that same line, um, we've got some Bruce or some Bruce Banner um, crosses coming out. I won't get into those just yet because I think we're going to do some teasers on those uh, coming over the next couple of months on Instagram. And then we're going to send some um, testers out just to kind of let some of them um, be grown by different people before before we release. But we picked some really um, – really good solid plants to hit with our banner pollen um and this this is a green banner um it was about 44 inches tall uh took topping well this was a top plant um just so you know a little about uh what we do we do like three gallons and we top at the second node and then we we stretch it out and and branch it out into like a bush and that's our deal. It's second node and then split out. Um, typically, if uh, I was going to recommend a home grower, I would say five gallons and then I would top at like the fourth node. Um, but we stress it out a little bit more. We top early. We, we do crazy stuff. But um, this top banner, uh, 44 inches, just lime green, completely frosted and I mean, baseball bat buds coming down the stocks, not like spread out golf balls, anything like that. It's just solid stacked head to toe. Um, anyway, that's our reversal. And uh, we've got some stored pollen on that. So we'll have some stuff coming off that um, even in future releases past this December one. But we do have uh, three new ones coming from those banner crosses um, that'll be in December along with the Bruce banner. Man. Well, I gotta, yeah, I so we're busy, man. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Um, along with that, sorry, I mean to cut you off real quick. I will say, too, yeah. uh, we've got a couple other of our lines that will be pushed further along, too. So we'll have some other F3s, but there'll be strains that you guys have seen um, that you guys have grown. It'll just be a little bit more fine-tuned and uh, a little bit more narrowed down to, to what we're actually looking for. Yeah, man, you guys, you guys have definitely been busy. I, I for one, can't wait. Um, well, I, I'll have a smoke report coming up soon for the Plaza Lights. Um, I'm going to start growing uh, some of your other ones. I think I'm going to do that Bruce Banner next, actually. Uh, of course, we have some of our other team members growing them as well. So, you know, all of our listeners can stay tuned on our Discord, and uh, they'll be able to check that out. Um, if, if anybody uh, figures out one of these cultivars they like, well, what's uh what's a good seed bank to find them at or, or where are you guys where are you guys selling at so you can find us at multiverse man multiversebeans.com yes sir right on well that's one of our i think that's our official sponsor for official seed bank uh partner so that's perfect we'll have them linked up in the discord and instagram and all that good stuff then they'll be able to find you easily if you guys are on instagram uh it's elite auto kc e-l-i-t-e auto kc um or kc underscore genetics but yeah you can hit us on instagram check out um all of our new works as stuff comes 
up. We're always posting on there. Uh, right on. Well, I tell you what, man, um, before we get out of here, I have yeah. two questions that I ask every guest on every episode, every new guest. Uh, first one is, uh, let's say you meet a new home grower. Uh, they're new um, to it, trying to learn how to grow their own medicine. you have any advice for them? Yeah. Yeah. So um, what I could do is just kind of go through our process that we simplify. I feel like it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, typically, what we would do is uh, we would scuff the seed just a hair with like some 400 grit sandpaper. I know that sounds scary to a lot of people, but uh, easy way to do that is to take a uh, film canister. A lot of people probably don't know what those are nowadays. So like a, a pill bottle works too, but you would just put a piece of sandpaper in there with the grit side facing in, uh, coiled around the inside of that container. Uh, you drop a seed in there or multiple seeds, put the lid on, you just kind of shake it around just in a circular motion. As that seed kind of bumps into that outer uh, shell of that container, it hits the sandpaper, scuffs it just a hair. Uh, not all seeds need that. Some don't need it at all. But what we find is some do. And so uh, we have almost 100% germination rate. I mean, hardly anything uh, gets planted that, that doesn't come up. So start with the scuff. Uh, then they go into just a simple shot glass with some water in it. Uh, those will soak for... 12 to 24 hours, kind of rule of thumb. As long as they're still floating, they're good. But um, you will want to watch them. If the seed sinks in the water, uh, we would go ahead and take that out. And then that goes into the soil. Um, if the seed's still floating, it stays in the water until it gets a little tail coming out. Hey guys, it's Ned with Beanstalk Agriculture to tell you about our brand new granular style fertilizer formulated specifically for cannabis and features a 90-day release rate so that you can apply once and just add water. It really is that simple. We're running a promo right now for the listeners of this podcast. So you're going to type in TFAR420 for 30% off at checkout. I'm recommending the 311 Beanstalk AF bundle to you guys. It's originally $99. It's going to be $70 to you guys, and it's going to let you get up to 33-gallon pots and 18 5-gallon pots. So if you want to simplify your grow and stop mixing nutrients daily, switch to Beanstalk and start using water. Uh, that's a, The benefit of that is uh, you don't have to over-soak your, your media, whatever you're growing in. You know, I, I hear from a lot of new growers, they have issues with um, getting the seeds to germinate. They're scared to put them in paper towel. They don't want to damage the roots. They put them in the soil. Uh, they're putting too much water in there. The seeds going down in the soil, they're losing it, or it's just so wet, the seeds kind of drowning in, in the media when it comes out. And so if you can pre-soak it in that jar until either the tail comes out or it sinks, what that's telling you is that seed has enough moisture in it that now it's ready to move forward in its germination process. For a seed to germinate, you need moisture and heat. And uh, so you provided the moisture, now you put it in the media um typically what we do is just take like a seed vial that the seeds would come in um stick that down about a quarter to three-eighths of an inch seed goes in there with the tail coming up towards you and then just pinch a little bit of soil over the top uh, once it's in the soil like that it gets a humidity dome over the top 
And in two to three days, you're going to have a sprout coming up. Once it pops through the soil, humidity dome comes off, and now you start. Um, and I will touch on real quick another thing that we found was helpful. Um, it's an actual tip that we got off a of build a soil video. But uh, build a soil has a really good growing tutorial on YouTube. And in one of his growing videos, he talks about uh, germination. And the thing that he hits on that um, really made sense for us and we started um, making a process was having your soil the right moisture content when you plant. And so what that means is when you get your bag of soil, you come home, it goes into like a storage container um, or a tote, and then you're gonna actually water that soil to bring your moisture content up to the right level. And the way you test that, I mean, it's really easy if you looked up his video and saw it, but uh, you would reach in your soil and you squeeze it in your hand. And if you can squeeze that soil in your hand and no water comes out, it means it's too dry. Now, if you squeeze it and water comes out and it runs down your arm, now it's too wet. So now you need to leave the top off and let it dry out for a little bit. But if you can grab that soil and you squeeze it and you just get little droplets coming through your fingers, that's a perfect moisture content to be potting soil. So when you put that potting soil in it, that moisture content, and then the seed goes in there with the humidity dome, once that humidity dome comes off and the seed sprouted, that soil has enough moisture and, and water in it to keep your plant going for five to seven days. So what you eliminate is that beginning overwatering, underwatering, watering too close to the root zone. You know, that's something that I see people doing a lot too. They, they water really close to the stem, you know, or the, the actual place you planted the plant. And so then the roots don't have to reach out or grow anywhere to get their water. So they stay very small and compact, which is not what you want for your plant. So by planting it in that uh, perfect moisture soil um, and then not watering for like that five to seven days, what happens is as your plant starts to mature, you pull that humidity dome off the top and the top soil starts to dry. Well, as it starts to dry, the roots are going to chase down into the bottom of the bag or um, container to get to the moisture soil. And so what you're going to create is like a perfect start to your plant and your root system. I always tell people on autos, if you can nail the first like two weeks, I mean, you're almost smooth sailing. There's still plenty of mistakes to be made, but nail the first two weeks, get a good root structure, and you're going to have a nice yielding plant. So. Hopefully that's not too much, man, but that's just kind of a, kind of what we would do. And, uh, and then it just makes it simple because, you know, like once you got your tail, the seeds in the soil, the soil is the right moisture content. Now all I'm doing is just putting my dome on there, watching it. As soon as it comes up, I'm pulling my dome. And now I'm just starting my five to seven day count and just letting it do its thing. And then at the five to seven days, when you come into water, you're going to just do like water rings around the outside of the container, not even remotely close to the stem or the plant. And then the plants using its muscle, using its, its juice to send the roots out to go get that. And so uh, bigger, deeper, wider roots is bigger, taller, wider plant up top. That's fantastic advice, man. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That, that's probably one of the more intricate answers we've ever gotten on the show. <laughs> so, well, awesome. Right. I'm glad I could provide that. So uh, here, here's question number two now. Um, okay. Same situation. Instead of a home grower, though, uh, you're talking to a new commercial guy. 
you have any uh, advice for the guys in the commercial space? Um, they should be growing KC Genetics if they want good yields and quality flour. <laughs> hey, that's good advice too, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a whole lot of advice really for commercial guys, uh, big outputs and stuff. Um, not really our, our vein. I don't know, man. I've, I've seen uh, a lot of these, these commercial guys are, are jumping into auto flowers. Uh, I know one of my uh, first years in the commercial uh, business here in Washington, that was, uh, that was actually one of the things that saved one of the farmers hides actually was auto flowers. He, uh, he ended up getting in, uh, to this contract deal for buying out a, a whole grow. It's supposed to be turnkey, yada, yada, yada. And it, and it was for the most part. Um, however, at the time of year that I guess everything finally went through, uh, was a little too late to do anything photo period wise outdoor. So what he did is he dropped a whole load of auto flowers, um, in order to have a little bit of a bumper crop to pay the bills. So, I mean, it saved his hide and he continues to grow them to this day. Um, I know they've been doing a lot of work with them, like out in Arizona at some of those commercial places. So, you know, don't, don't count yourself out, man. No, no, no. With that said, I, you're absolutely right. Uh, and I think that autoflowers will be the future of commercial at some point. It's just a an uphill road in battle right now, you know, and um, it's just not something we're into trying to convince uh, those guys that that's, that's the future. You know, the, the home growers and um, smaller volume is kind of where we're at. Um, you know, we're more of a craft boutique kind of seed. You know, we're not going to have thousands of a certain thing out there. We're going to have a a smaller amount, and they're all going to be, you know, exactly what you're looking for. True. Well, uh, I'm going to see if I can introduce you into some of the the channels of of the commercial biz because there's a there's a lot of like smaller you know like here we have different tiered licenses and a tier one most of these guys i mean they might have maybe a hundred plants you know in, in total and then that's that's getting pretty large you know so these smaller growers like that they would i mean if, if we could get plaza lights in on the shelf man i'd, I'd go definitely go buy a half or an ounce or something awesome well yeah no hook those up man i'll check them out yeah yeah well all right man well those uh both really great answers i guess we're gonna have to have you back for another smoke report and after we get a, a few more of your cultivars grown out but uh uh you know if you guys uh all our listeners if if you aren't already get over to instagram and give him a follow it's at elite auto kc that's his instagram course you know ours it's the autoflower review and if you want to get at me personally it's at the underscore kj underscore grows you can send me a message or whatever one thing i do need you guys to do is is give us a, a like and a follow on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on we're uh working on getting those numbers up to bring you guys some more content working on some different shows um We've got some big news coming up with Multiverse that you guys will probably hear uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, anyway, you guys get over to our Discord and uh, give us a follow, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. As always, guys, grow for good. 